Welcome back to Fundamentally Mormon. I'm your host, Mark Lichtenwalter. In this podcast, we're going to be covering pages 23 through 29 of the Four Crafts. The title of this chapter or this podcast is Love of Money and Faith to be Healed. The moving force behind most doctors and lawyers then and now is their desire for money. The admonition given to the saints was to stay away from all persons who are possessed of a thirst for money. The following four passages will speak for themselves. Joseph Smith The doctors in this region, speaking of Nauvoo, don't know much. And the lawyers, when I speak of When I speak about them, they begin to say, we will denounce you on the stand. But they don't come up, and I take the liberty to say what I have a mind to say about them. Doctors won't tell you where to go to be well. They want to either kill you or cure you to get your money. Doctrinal History of the Church, Volume 5, page 357. Brigham Young stated, I want to say to all who profess to be saints, do not harbor blacklegs, counterfeiters, or bogus makers. Wipe them away. It is time to carry out the designs of our prophet. We're on page 24. Do cease to employ doctors, lawyers, and merchants who will empty your purses and then mob you. Doctrinal History of the Church, Volume 7, page 259. Parley P. Pratt stated, Again, merchants, lawyers, doctors, mechanics, and others who are not of our faith and are only here in our midst, speaking of Nauvoo, for speculation or something worse, are supported and even made rich while our real friends are neglected and compelled to seek employment and support in other and distant towns. Times and Seasons, Volume 5, page 631. Brigham Young also stated, But the great majority of men who have amassed great wealth have done it at the expense of their fellows. On the principles of that doctor's, The lawyers and the merchants acquire theirs. Such men are in imposition imposition in the community, and they ought to be taken and put in some honorable labor, such as raising potatoes, raising grain, cattle, and sheep, and performing other useful and necessary labors for the good of mankind. Amen. Journal of Discourses, Volume 19, page 98. I have a little bit of a problem with Brigham talking about these things because he said this in the Utah Territory. And at the end of his life, 
when he died in 1877, like his finances were so wound up in, in the church that it was hard to separate the two and he was very wealthy. And he didn't get that by doing honorable work. He did that by being a priest crafter, as far as I'm concerned. Anyway, but, um, and it's like the thing that I keep saying, like with him and others, you know, like, do they not realize that the scriptures, that Jesus is saying that we should be equal in all things to be a Zion people? It is not given for one man to own that which is above another, wherefore the whole world lieth in sin. Like, and there's other scriptures that talk about these things, but they don't seem to pay attention to those type of things, especially when they can get wealthy. Like, for instance, in the land speculation that they got wealthy in, um, in Nauvoo, and Joseph kept telling them to stop, and they just wouldn't. Anyway, continuing on with the reading. The use of wholesome herbs. There were, however, some Mormon doctors who received exceptionally good reports in their professions. Dr. Willard Richards and Pretty Meeks, both using herbs and mild foods, became known throughout Mormondom for their wise and successful treatments and care. Such nature doctors, along with a few others, were constantly encouraging the saints to use faith in mild herbs rather than regular medicines. They recognized and appealed to the great physician constantly for his help in cases of sickness. For the Lord has instructed, quote, And again verily I say unto you, all wholesome herbs... God hath ordained for the constitution, nature, and use of man. Page 25. Every herb in the season thereof, and every fruit in the season thereof, and all these to be used with prudence and thanksgiving. Doctrine and Covenants, section 89, verses 10 and 11. And whosoever among you are sick, and have not faith to be healed but believe, shall be nourished with all tenderness, with herbs and mild food, and that not by the hand of an enemy. The elders of the church, two or more, shall be called and shall pray for, and lay their hands upon them in my name. And if they die, they shall die unto me, and if they live, they shall live unto me. Doctrine and Covenants, section 42, pages 43 and 44. Alma, in the Book of Mormon, even explained in his day, quote, And there were some who died with fevers, which at some season of the year were very frequent in the land, but not so much so with fevers because of the excellent qualities of the many plants and roots which God hath prepared to remove the causes of disease, to which men were subject by the nature of their climate. Alma chapter 46, verse 40. It has been acknowledged even by modern doctors that most of the people who go for medical help do not really need it. Simple herbs and home remedies would be more beneficial than expensive drugs and medications. 
Brigham Young supported this when he said, quote, Doctors and their medicines I regard as a deadly bane to a community. Give your children when sick a little sip of herb drink, and if they have eaten too much, let them go without food until their stomachs are cleansed and purified, and have faith in the name of Jesus and the ordinances of his church, and they will live. That is my faith in regard to this thing. I am not very partial of doctors and lawyers. I can see no use for them unless it is to raise up grain or mechanical or to do mechanical work. Journal of Discourses, volume 14, page 108, or on page 26. A major problem with drugs and medicine is that they have they can have serious side effects and they react differently on different people. Once again, Brother Brigham explained, quote, I can see the faces of this congregation, but I do not see two alike. And if I could look into the nervous system and behold the operations of disease, from the crowns of your head to the soles of your feet, I should behold the same difference that I see in your physiognomy physiognomy, I, I don't know how to say that word, but it basically means your countenance, your your physical appearance. The, um, there would be no two precisely alike. Doctors make experiments, and if they find a, me- a medicine that will have a desired effect on one person, they set it down as a very good thing for everybody. But it is not so, for upon the second person that medicine is administered to, seemingly with the same disease, it might produce death. If you do not know this, you have not had the experiences that I have had. Journal of Discourses, Volume 15, page 226 through 227. Faith to be Healed The whole gospel plan is centered around the principle of faith and what better application of faith than in the matter of healing someone's body. The Lord apparently included doctors as part of the arms of flesh and cautioned them against trusting therein and said that, quote, just shall live by faith, end quote. If there, if in any age when the church of God has power, it had power and authority on the earth, a command had been received that the doctors had no power over diseases and they shall heal the sick. Then the trade might have flourished under the sacred sanction and all the world would have branded Jeremiah as a false prophet for saying, Thus saith the Lord, Cursed be the man that trusteth in man, and maketh flesh his arm, and whose heart departs from the Lord. O saints, saints, the just shall live by faith. No doubt, but cases may occur where medical operations may be requisite. But generally speaking, herbs and mild foods with good nursing would be better for the patient's person and pocket 
than all of the nostrums of Materia Medica. And that's Times and Seasons, Volume 4, page 325. So we're on page 27 now. Thousands of spiritual healings have been recorded throughout church history, showing the amazing power and result of faith in divine intervention. Only four will be included here as examples. On the 14th day of October, my my wife bore a son, bore me a son. She had never before given birth to a living child, and the doctors who had attended her before had said it was impossible that she should. But Brother Joseph blessed her and said that she should have the desire of her heart. She never doubted the prophet's words, and as soon as her son was born, she desired him to be called Samuel, for she said, for she said she asked him, she had asked him from the Lord, and that is recorded in Newell Knight's autobiography in Classic Experiences, page 73. So she was naming him Samuel after the prophet Samuel that was raised up by Eli, who actually was the first mention of a seer in the Bible. A lot of people don't know that. And he was nine years old when he was called, by the way, which is really interesting. Continuing on, there there was a very sick child on board, and the doctors gave it up to die. But Elder Heber Kimball laid his hands on the child without being without being perceived without being perceived and prayed for the child and it recovered soon and got entirely well and the parents acknowledged that it was the power of God that healed it or the child and quote Orson Hyde messenger and advocate August 1837 page four, uh, 551 Dear Brother Gibson, at your request, I now sat down to give you a short account of the goodness and power of God made manifest in my behalf. About two years ago, while working on my trade of coach builder, while assisting in removing a railway carriage, I dislocated my thigh and was conveyed home, and my parents not being in the church and no elders in the town... Medical skills were called our medical skill was called in, but from the swell it could be sit it could be set and I was again examined by Dr. Jeffrey and one tailor of Glasgow, who said that that kind of gel had gathered in the hip joint and before it could be set, this must be removed by cupping. So I was cupped about 24 lances, and it did no good. And I lingered in great pain for three weeks when it was proposed that I should, should again be cupped, but I was determined that it should not be. And hearing from you that Elder Samuel W. Richards from America was coming to Sterling, I told my friends... And we're on page 28. I told my friends that when he came, they would see the power of God. 
and should be uh, should be healed accordingly when he be, when he came he anointed me in the name of the Lord and the bone went into its place and I got up in the morning and went to my work and to the astonishment of the doctors and his friends I, I am now travel a traveling elder and have gone a great deal of walk or have done a great deal of walking but experienced no inconvenience to it I can get a dozen witnesses to attest to the truth of this cure both in and out of the church and quote Orson Pratt divine authenticity of the Book of Mormon number five pages 71 and 72 a child of Mr. Waddell Mace of number 13 Bedford Street was healed of brain fever in the last stage. When the doctors had given it over, the kindred and neighbor had gathered in to see it die. I laid my hands on it in the presence, in the presence of them all, and it was healed. And in a few hours, took nourishment and commenced to uh, to play and run about the floor in the same house in an upper chamber in an upper chamber lay a woman by the name of Dexter sick who had not left her room but scarcely her, her bed for some six months she was at the point of death and her babe also who had taken the disease from her her mother who had cared for her was present when the child was healed and she ran upstairs and told the woman that the men were men below who had healed the sick as in days of old by the laying on of hands in the name of Jesus Christ The woman explained, thank God, then I can be healed. She sent for us and was in that hour restored to health and the children also. And she walked about two miles to the East River and was baptized and then walked home again, it being a very wet day with snow and rain and the sidewalks about shoe deep in snow and mud. After these three miracles of healing had been witnessed in that house in Bedford, on Bedford Street, six persons who had witnessed them were baptized, being Waddell Mace and the wife uh, Theodora Curtis and wife, oh, okay, and the sick woman and her mother before named, and quote Parley P. Pratt, in his autobiography, see page 146 to 148, and we are on page 29. However, there are many saints whose faith whose faith is weak. Erastus Snow instructed them, and if our faith is so weak that we have to restore to medical aid. Let us do it in trusting and relying upon God and who do what they do most.
I'm getting pretty tired, so I'm starting to have a, a little bit of a hard time reading, but I'm almost done with this, so. Let's see here. And who do what they do, what they do unto the Lord, righteously, justly, and honorably, seeking for the light of the Holy Ghost to help them in their profession? These will be far more likely to succeed and do good, but the other class are not to be relied upon, and all doctors have not faith any more than all lawyers and other men. Journal of Discourses, volume 25, page 38. Well, I have done all I can do to record four episodes for this upcoming week. Uh, each one will drop at midnight. Hopefully I'll be able to get one for Friday as well. But uh, it just depends on how things are. I have to go to the doctor tomorrow. Um, like I said, there are some good medications and I do take some to help me out with some things. But I've got to show him this busted thumb that I have that now fell off the other day and it's just it's messed up anyway so I'm going to go see the doctor tomorrow and uh, and then I'll work tomorrow night from 6pm until 6am and we'll see what happens I'm like I said I've been pretty tired but at least I got four down for this week. And, you know, they're all about a half an hour long. So, anyway, I hope everybody has a good week. Thank you for watching or listening to this, actually. Take care. Bye. Yep, I'm starting to fall asleep. I definitely got to go to bed. So anyway, thank you everyone for listening to the program. And sorry, I'm falling asleep. It's actually almost three o'clock in the morning on Monday morning. So uh, I'll try to get the fifth episode out before Friday comes along. But like I said, uh, each of the podcasts is going to drop at midnight Mountain Standard Time. So anyway, take care, everyone. God bless and goodbye.